with beer. Hey, podcast kid, it's Kathy Cat. Hi, beer. Welcome to yet another installment of Cat with Beer. Yes, I have so many bits of paper to throw and my discretion. Where the hell I like is fantastic. Oh my goodness, how are you today, young lady? I would like to throw some paper too in a very ordered manner. Oh, yes, very the, well. the start of this, it's wonderful to to be here, and it's wonderful to see that you guys have actually sent us emails. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, guys. We appreciate it very much. All those of you who sent us emails, thank you. We are going to spend today answering a fan. Mail. This is fantastic. First time on the podcast. This Which is also sets the theme for the whole thing because it's going to be talking about school in Japan. It certainly does. So this is from Seaweed. Thank you very much for writing Thank to you. us, Seaweed. We're very grateful. Hi, Lady Beard and Kathy Cat. That's you and me. Hi, Ooh, Seaweed. You. Uh, I love listening to your podcast. Thank oh, you. that's nice. Yeah, and Thank oh, you, don't sweetheart. forget to rate it five stars. Bless you. Mm, um, I have six. a question for you. Uh, if you want to have kids. Would you want to raise them in Japan or your home countries? I am Japanese living in the USA. I had a baby last year, but none of my family members have yet met her due to the travel restrictions. Which is, yeah. This made me feel really guilty about living so far away from my family because those lost months they can't spend with their newborn will never come back. But it's got me thinking about the future from a new perspective. And now my husband, who is American, and I are thinking about moving back to Japan. How do you feel about raising your kids or living so far away from your families? Do you think Japan's a good country to raise kids? Well... There we go. This is raising kids in I, Japan. I will be honest. I've never raised a child. New. No. I have taught kids as a teacher. Mm. So I've done it from literally from toddler age to grown up age. I've taught um, a, a lot, a variety of, of Japanese pupils. Have you done that in Germany um, or in Japan? Too? In Japan, here. So I've taught a lot <laughs> of Japanese kids. Education <coughs> starts incredibly early in Japan. That is not a joke. I literally had women who came to an English class and the baby wasn't even born yet. Oh, wow. So they were like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, like this. They're like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, just they sing expose, to me. They want to expose the fetus to English. Uh, yes, they want to expose the fetus to English. Wow, and then they're dedication. And you teach them kind of lullabies to then sing to the kids in wow. English once the child is born. So wow. education in Japan is on a whole new level. I know it cuts a little bit into that stigma of the the Asian boy or girl studying a lot. It is true though. It is very much expected of the woman in the household to become like a manager of the child and mm. make sure they study well, they do a good job. And it is also said to be a job of the wife to make sure that their kid is trained the best way to then go into good kindergarten, to then go into good primary school, good, that will get you to a better middle school and then maybe the best high school. And then in the end, the massive goal is to reach a prestigious, very good university. It is a hard study in life. Not all. All parents are like that, but the ideal goal is, for example, go to Todai, Tokyo University. Mm. If you reach that, you know, you're definitely going to be employed in the future. People will say, oh my gosh, what? Your son went to Todai, to Tokyo University? Oh my God, what? Like, that is like elite. You reach that, but you can't just get there by walking in. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of studying. From the womb, it seems, right? Apparently some do literally start with training the kids in the womb. So. Right from inception. So before we really dig into this, I mean, I think we should specify that um, everything we say is but a matter of opinion exactly. of the two of us. It's and I think, uh, 
I think, uh, yeah, you, you should really make the decisions that you feel are best for you and your family. Mm. And uh, I think that's totally a matter that only the individual can really know best for themselves. Exactly, right. exactly. I th- what I've seen a lot is because um, obviously the. The listener mentioned that uh, she's Japanese. Her husband is American. I've seen if you move kids from a country to a different country, they will experience a culture shock. Really, even it, when it they're seems, small, small, small. It depends on what age they're deciding to move the, the child. Obviously, if it's a toddler right now, maybe they won't because they haven't started going to school yet. Some kids love it. Some people have problems adapting. It really depends on what age you're moving them. So yeah. good, good point you mentioned mm. there. A and baby, uh, he doesn't, he or she or they don't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> so <might, might>, right <laughs> now might be the time. Right, right now might be the time. So um, to explain it to all of your listeners, Japanese. First of all, you have hoikuen, or like which is like the step before. Then you go into kindergarten. Then mm. you have like also that one, and then uh, elementary school, primary school. Mm. That's that's uh, generally six years long. So okay. that's like the longest time you're in the same place is six years. Okay. Well, it's so, primary school, you reckon? It's like primary school, like, like elementary age school. Age six to 12 sort of thing. Yeah. And okay. then you have junior high for three mm. years and then high school for three years. And then university can be four years in the U.S. Sometimes colleges are shorter than that. Okay. So this is like the average study life. Okay. So now, so you came up through, you came up, you grew up in the German school system mm-hmm. and you went to a gymnasium or something similar? Is that um, well, Germ- Germany is a different one. We kind of, um, at the age of, I think a tender age of like, wow, all the kids, like very young, like 11 or something. They mm-hmm. kind of, that, they split you up yes. into three different pathways. Yeah. One is like, Working class, one is middle class, and one is uh, maybe to go to university. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry, salty about that one. I think German school system makes that choice too early when kids at age eleven. Yeah, um, let me just wait a second. I think fifth grade, fifth grade elementary school is when the rest of your life kind of gets decided at that point. Oh wow! And if you are a late bloomer or like a late starter, and Mm. you don't know how important the grades are in fifth grade elementary school, it could change the outcome of your entire life later. So. Um, like I said, every kind of institution like that, every system has its pros and cons, mm. right? Um, in the end, do you really want to train your child up to go to an elite school? Or are you just good with saying, you know, as long as they have fun, I love my child mm. kind of things. So it always depends. What are your expectations as well? But I must say, I I criticize the German school system for making that choice so early. Why kids are so early. I'm like, come on, people Need but here in Japan, time. we're making choices in the fetus stage well, of life. So if we're going to talk about early do. choices, then we have a big old comparison to make. Mm. Just FYI, I went to school in Australia. We don't care at all. If we're very <laughs> casual about the whole thing. You just go to school, you do whatever the hell you want. You don't want to study, all right. Mm. <laughs> Fine. It, okay, so now. School okay, life so. in Japan, though, I've, I've been actually going to an exchange school oh. as an exchange student, and I have also taught a little bit at schools. So... I have seen some very wonderful things at Japanese okay. schools. So, for example, um, in the morning, there'd be a thing called chode when all the kids come together and they sit down on the ground and the teachers have, like, tell something to them and then maybe they play some games before they go into class. Mm. I've seen that in elementary schools. And there's a nice system in many elementary schools that will put different year groups together. Mm. So, usually, you stick with your year, right? Yeah. Your first, second, third you know, you kind of stick with this. And the younger ones are kind of, oh, you're not cool. Yeah, of course. And the older ones, you're like, oh, they don't want to hang out with They're us. badass. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we think, right? Yeah. And they use that power 
to group the kids into different levels. So you have one from year one to, all the way to year six, and they have that morning group. Oh, okay, so they so. have to help each other. The older ones help the younger ones, oh. and the younger ones love the older ones. Really? So they're like, "Oh, cool! My senpai is like playing games with me." I can imagine to be like if you're in year one and you got a senpai in like year five or six. I can imagine that relationship would be great. But I imagine year one to two, that would be maximum bullying relationship, right? I think Japan has different rules on bullying. I think that that breaks into a topic that would probably need a whole podcast oh, okay. for it. So, so, but so. generally, if there is some bullying, teachers are actually obliged to, if I get that right, to actually tell.、Um, teachers already have a morning assembly too, and if they see there's some bullying in their class, they have to tell other teachers that they think there's some bullying in their class, and if it doesn't get resolved, it actually has consequences for the teachers. Okay. All right, so now, but that's a whole new topic. But looking at school in Japan from your experience,、uh, compared with Germany, how do you feel about、uh, the curriculum itself and kind of the, I guess, the value system that are taught within the Japanese schools? From、I、what you think? Curriculum, I have no idea. <laughs> Why aren't you teaching these children? Oh, you, you not no, know the curriculum. I don't know the German curriculum. Oh, okay. You、so. know, like I don't know what is currently getting taught in Germany.、I'm, okay, but okay. So I guess curriculum is the wrong way for me、mm. to phrase my question. In terms of what you see is the way that kids are instructed in Japan versus the Western world. I think that everything has good and bad points. What I thought was really nice in Japanese schools is all the other things around the studies. Okay. Meaning those groups in the mornings、okay. where you kind of hang、I、out、see. with your senpai, or after school, there's a lot of school clubs, like club activities,、mm. and that can go from Physical things like sporty things, or just like study things like literature, or it can even go to say,、um, come on, let's let's make a newspaper or let's make the radio announcements.、Mm. There's a lot of little jobs that kids have to do in elementary school in、mm. Japan, which I think is cute. It goes from watering the. Flowers to taking care of the rabbits to making sure you dish out food at our, our lunch time,、mm. and it teaches kids to kind of like work with each other, live with each other. And you didn't have to do any of that in Germany. No, we don't have that. Do you have that? We had some of that in Australia when we were kids, like responsibilities for the classroom. Like there'd be a class plant, and then like all throughout the year, everyone has a. Like they they have their week to water the plant kind of thing, so you learn responsibility bit by bit. At least that happened in my school. I don't know what happens in the rest of the place. I'm not sure. No, I'm not ordering the plans and stuff. I、um, think with us, it's like school's over, you go. Like well, here in Japan, it's like school's over. No, you stay. You a lot for the of things to do.、Um, yeah. So with the club activities, everyone in Japan they pick their club activity. I don't know when they pick it, but then they only do like one thing. Yeah, they do it every day. Is that right? Yeah, I think it depends on like I think in elementary school sometimes they make you shuffle through depending on the school. But then for junior high and stuff, those three years you do one thing for three years, and it、oh, might、okay. be volleyball for three years, and you practice every day, or it might be. Uh, uh, like an orchestra that you learn songs with, and you do that. So if you're into art, I'm just throwing it to the Japanese team. If you're into art and you're also into baseball, can you do both at the same time? Can you be a baseball club and art club?、Mm, Time-wise, might be tight. One yeah, club. One. Hey, only one. One club. None of this diversity, multi-skilling. Thank you. In Australia, we were、uh, encouraged to do as many things as we could. I think 
that also ties into how many hours does the club need. Some clubs seems to have more requirements. Like I, I heard a lot of like volleyball. You have to, especially if you're the junior coming in, you have mm-hmm. to like go early, clean the do- like the area, make sure the mat and everything is taken out for your senpai when they come and greet the senpai, and then afterwards you clean up after the senpai too. So that takes a lot of time, and then you have to repeat that on the next day. So it consumes a lot. So I feel like what we were talking about with um, uh, Jackson and the pro wrestling episodes is mm-hmm. the exact same dynamic, mm-hmm. except run out by school kids. You're <laughs> learning it early. Part of the culture. My goodness. Now I feel in the Western world, comparatively, I'm not sure about Germany because you guys um, love rules. In Australia, <laughs> we're very casual about most things, really. So comparatively, I feel like in Japan, everything's very systemized and there are these rules which must be followed and adhered to um, very strictly. In Australia, there's a lot more free choice. There's a lot more kind of, you know, of course, you got to go to school and you have to do your work and all that kind of stuff. And if you're in an activity, you got to follow the rules of the activity. But there's a lot more sort of freedom to make choices for yourself as a child, it seems to me. Yeah, I mean... I think in Germany we don't have, for example, those those strict rule club activities, but we might be able after school to pick a different mm. a different sport. We have lots of sport gyms and locally mm. as well. And I think it has a plus and a minus. If you get along with people in your club in school, that's great. But if you don't get along with kids in school, by going to a club activity outside of school, mm. you have a different circle of friends. And, you know, if I don't get along with these, it's not my problem. These yeah. people like me. So I think there's a plus and minus. It really depends on what the environment is. And you mentioned rules. Mm. You guys love rules. You're all <laughs> yeah, about the rules. The through rules. <laughs> but I think Japan has taken it to a whole new level. But some of those things were really great, like the... Establishing a positive relationship between the junior and the senior, mm. the senpai and the kohai. Mm. A, it helps Japanese people on the long run in society because it still continues into society so heavily. Very much so, doesn't it? And just them getting along from that early age, like the young kids learning to listen to the older ones and mm. the older ones who thinking they're cooler, kind of like, oh, okay, that, that first grader was thinking, they're cute, like I'm going to be the bigger sister or the bigger, <sighs> you know, they're stepping up their game and that teaches them a lot of responsibility early. One thing, what we don't do in Germany, I'm not sure if they do that in elementary school, but I think from middle school onward, kids have to clean the toilets. In Germany or in Japan? In Japan. They clean the toilets. They clean That's their own clean toilets. The toilets. Everyone is nodding. All the Japanese in the study are nodding. At school, you clean the school yes, toilets. You clean <sighs> school toilets. I, I understand the classroom. That's what we do in Germany too. Sure, in Australia too. But the toilets... I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like um, a recipe for dysentery and other um, diseases and but, so forth. But it like seems to teach kids to well, not... Well, I guess so. You guys made it all, didn't you? Clean. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are. It's very clean. The place is extremely clean. I guess people learn yeah, that Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So now, okay, I guess cleanliness, order... <gasps> Rule following and group orientation are really the values that you get taught from an upbringing in Japan, yeah? Oh, yeah, oh, what, what's going on? Yep, 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 yep. Yes, yes, talk yes, to yes. me. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rules. Now, now, now I realize what we're actually going towards. There is a lot of 
unspoken rules and spoken rules and even sometimes there's a little rule book that pupils get here in Japan really? and it will explain what you are allowed to wear so let me grade you oh yes you. okay yeah let okay. me grade oh, go you on, go great as a okay I'm not sure if we're still going to be on camera oh yes. sit back down sit Do back it's all right okay okay I jo- oh, I so first of all yeah, you're <laughs> so lady we're turning up first day of school First of all, you could not wear the, the the girls' uniform. You'd have to wear. I am so sorry. They would not let you. They wouldn't understand you. Hashtag cancel Kathy Cat. No. <laughs> I'm just going by the the, the strictest rules. All right, please please continue. I think you're not allowed to have a beard. So you have to shave your beard. Same in my school. Yeah, the sure. lady beard has to shave the lady beard. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually wearing loafers, so that's. Fine, actually. You're wearing the right school shoes. So the, good, you got that good. one. Uh, your nails aren't the right length. Which hey, what do you mean? Uh, recently if, clipped them. If you hold your hands in front of you and people can see the top of your nails peeping up from the other side, your teachers can see that, you will have to cut your nails. Are you fully cut, but Look how short my nails your are. Your nails are good. Ah, uh, yes! My nails are wicked, you passed. eh? You passed that one. Sweet. Long hair, no. Oh, for God. No. What about, what about uh, for female humans? Um, there's very strict rules. There was a ponytail rule. In some places, in some schools, girls are not allowed to wear a ponytail because it could excite the boy students. In other places, they have to wear a ponytail because uh, it could injure them during sport activities. In other places, they have to cut their hair so so short that they cannot put it into a ponytail because it might in sport matches uh, someone might pull their hair or something like that so there's a lot of rules on girls here here in japan for whatever reason so let me just grade you a little bit more um if this is not i'm not sure if that your hair color is too bright a lot of students are not allowed to have bright hair colors even if your hair color is your natural color um, you might get reprimanded for that, and you might get told to dye it black to look like everyone else's hair color. Have to look like everybody else. Um, also, underwear seems to be a thing. We interviewed people in the streets of Tokyo. You're not saying, having to have a squeeze at my underwear. No, I think. No, Sit back in. down. Lady Beard's had enough of this objectification. <laughs> my goodness. Have to wear white underwear is another rule. And white underwear? White underwear has to be white. I don't know why. I don't make them rules. Can you wear, like, bike shorts under your pants so that way you've got double-up undies and that way if you get a bit exposed, it's I not that awful? I think some do. The length of skirts... So in, in your case, uh. say setting the case as the school you're allowed to be Lady Beard, yeah. you, the length of your skirt will also be prescribed by the school. Okay. So you can't make your skirt too short. Everything you're saying, this sounds very similar to a lot of the rules that the private girls' schools had in Australia. Oh, right. And it kind of was, in Australia, it was a case of like the private schools had a lot of rules and the public schools didn't. Oh. Generally speaking, Australians are quite casual, but the ones with rules were the private schools and so forth, right? Oh, right. So that doesn't sound too different to me from private school in Australia, to be frank. Do you have a ponytail rule, though? I think that one's Well, I mean, yeah, I think uh, the girls have some kind of rule like that. They had the knickers rule and they had the skirt length rule. Even in Australia? of you being the free and relaxed and ah, yeah, woo. in broad terms, yes. But I mean, it's a school by school situation. Let me listen. Here's what I'm interested in really talking about. What do you think in terms of raising the kids here versus the Western world in terms of the society and the way society functions? Because I feel like the Western world is far more, um, I guess, dangerous at a kind of a physical street level, whereas Japan is extremely safe, which mm. is fantastic. But 
Japan has a bunch of other interesting problems, which I think you can't ignore if you're going to choose to raise the kids here as opposed to elsewhere. You know, for instance, the, the demographic collapse in Japan, the fact there's no babies happening, but there's all these old people happening. So there's all this pressure on the society. So therefore, there's all this encouragement to have babies. So if you go and have a baby in the countryside, the government will pay you to have your baby in the countryside. Oh, right. All this kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of prefectures, they're doing stimulus programs. Mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Yeah, I heard you actually in certain areas that was actually in the corner of Tokyo, they were trying to invite families to come yes. Um, and yeah. actually giving them almost almost free housing. Yeah, yeah. So What's that? just out on the on the outskirts of Tokyo, which yeah. is obviously in the more mountainous areas. And I, so I feel like um, in Japan, if you raise the kids in Japan, they're going to be in a, a physically safe environment. But however, th th there's various dangers, but they're just the dangers are elsewhere. They're kind of subverted and whatnot. They're more kind of part mental. Of I think in in the West, you might have more of a physical and mental thing with like schools and bullying and, and how safe is your way home that kind of stuff well in japan generally pupils like age six hajimete no tsukai mm. they have to do a lot of things they walk home by themselves and they do the hajimete child abuse by themselves of course yeah you're right yeah, 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 yeah. of course yeah so you can't that it is in that sense it's a safer environment but there's a lot of like conforming to the group yeah that kind of group. This is a group culture. Yes, you have to very be much part so. Of the group harmony. Yes. Um, while individualism is very much a good thing in the West. In the West, well, we look at individuals much more favorably. It can be a bit of a problem in Japan if you constantly don't do what everyone else is yeah, doing. Yeah, do what everyone else does. And stuff. So that on that aspect, again, it really depends on how the parents what kind of environment do the parents want to raise their kids do you want to have a very safe environment mm. with a lot of mental pressure study well do perform well you know go well with the group be the same as everybody else yep exactly read the air don't make trouble don't don't trouble. make trouble mm. What's that? or do you want to teach the kids to be more individualistic in which case and to think for themselves more I think that's my personal opinion as totally up to everyone to decide. But I think if kids already had a little bit of a dabble into Western society and you bring them to Japan and they love that Western freedom, some of them, from my experience, is, is teaching. Well, no, that's not very broad experience mentioning that, but some of them assimilated very well and they kind of didn't want to show that they could speak English. Mm. Um, some were like, no, I speak English. Like, yeah. let me be part of this. But I think the happiest ones I've seen were in international schools, so they can okay. live both sides. Both if they don't have to choose between mommy or daddy, they can be both at the same mm. time. Mm. And, you know, I just, the ones I met who have been to international schools seem to be very happy, very proud of themselves, mm. very, like, living both sides. Mm. And without having to hide another or be a little bit ashamed of another saying, oh, no, I kind of don't want to stand out, that kind mm. of stuff. So, But again, depends on the school, depends on the person. You can't just have, yeah. give an overall answer to this. I think it, yeah, I agree. I think it's 100% <clears throat> a question which is tailored to the individual and the individual mm. in terms of the child and what their strengths and weaknesses and interests are. Also, the individuals in terms of the parents and what values and so forth they want to teach their kids. And of course, I say, where you? Have you got the family support? That's the other big question. The family is kind of a, a thing to big itself in Japan, point. isn't mm. it? Versus everywhere else. Like it's, you know, we love our families and everything, but it's not the family Very like it important. is in Japan. Mm. Right? Extremely important. I think also the community, is. are you planning on going to one of the big cities or are you just going to go to the countryside? Yes. And if you have a child that visibly stands out 
um, being half Japanese, oh, yeah. uh, half American, if it visibly stands out, that might be good. Yeah, people might go, "Oh, you're so cute, you're so cute," or it might cause jealousy and then might lead to a stigma. Maybe you know, "Oh, you look different." It,、mm. it could go both ways,、uh, but I think it would be wonderful if we could maybe in the future invite someone in here who is half Japanese and、oh, that's a good idea, and then maybe interview them. That's a good idea about their experience. Oh yes, we'll find a half person. That'd be good. That'd be good yeah,、interview. that is a basically it's a term here in Japan. Halfu is a term here for half Japanese. Some like it, some don't like it. So that we should maybe ask our future guests that question as well. Um, I think as well, Japan being the ethnically homogenous society、mm. that it is, comparatively, if you have a, a child that's half in Japan, they are very much going to stand out. Whereas in the Western world, they probably won't nearly as much. There's、mm. a lot more kind of ethnic diversity in the Western world. I、so. remember I just went to school with like so many different, me too, so many different people from、me、so、too. many different places in Europe that you、yeah. don't even think about that. But in Japan, still, since like I said, it's very homogenous. Very much so. So being and like we say, being different is not necessarily smiled upon. Not necessarily. So. So yeah, it really does come down to a matter of individual choice. This has been a serious one, hasn't no, it? No, very serious very one. Very somber in this one. It really also depends on where does the child want to go to in the future,、mm. or where do you want your child to go to in the future? Do you want? Is it an academic child? Is it、exactly. more of a tactile you... child? Yeah. Is it is it a child that loves music or more playing by themselves? You know, it, it really depends on each and every. Person,、yeah, what their it, priorities are. Yeah, is, is it a, is it a unique child?、Mm. Is it a child that you know is pretty chilled out and happy to just do what everyone else is doing, do as they're told? You know. Well, okay. Let's 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 wind it up to us. What do you think was good about growing up in your country?、Um, Australia, generally speaking, quite、uh, diverse, lots of different people and so forth.、Um, A、uh, lot of、uh, focus on individuality and things are、um, relatively relaxed, so there is not massive pressure at all times. We kind of go to work when we're at work, and then when we're at play, we play, we chill out.、Mm. Mm. So it seems very like positive. Your experience sounds very positive. Yeah, I mean, look, I got my ass kicked at school all the time. It was, you know, it was an awful experience at school whilst I was there. But look, I only had one upbringing, so I can't compare with anything else. Kind of. <laughs> What about you, Germany?、Um, no, like having taught at elementary schools in Japan, I'm like, there's so much we could learn,、mm. but I don't think you can just flip a switch and make people it, it, take on some of the good things、mm. that they have here at elementary schools to raise a good relationship between the kids, the seniors, the juniors, and the teachers.、Mm. I think they have a very caring environment where they really look after themselves.、Um, Depending, obviously, on the school. So there's a couple of things where I'm like, I wish we had had that in German schools. So if I had to compare it, there's a lot of aspects I prefer in Japan from their from their education system. That kind of peacefulness, because in Germany you kind of left to your own devices with a lot of things, with the studying, with the、yeah. with the fighting in class. You just you just out in the world like a battle. Like I sometimes explain it as like it's going into a fight battle. You're like.、Phew. Okay, get ready for this. I have to learn all these massive tons of English vocabulary. <laughs> Your fault, you English-speaking peoples. And you know, there's a lot of pressure from the teachers and other students.、So. I've just been held responsible <laughs> for an entire nation's educational system. Yes, all、oh, those vocabularies. I didn't realize it was up to Lady Bird <laughs> to pick up that slack. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, all that vocabulary, all the salt. I learned your German, your your language in school. Damn it! Oh, oh gosh, yeah, that's、mind. even harder. That is even harder. Yeah, 
respect. Respect for learning the German language. Right, I uh, hope that answered. Yeah, seaweed, I wish you well serious. making a decision about your uh, child and where to raise them. And I hope it works as well. And you should probably talk to your spouse about this. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to getting our opinions. Yeah. Get our yeah. opinions and don't oh. ask the spouse. Also, yeah, make sure in Japan is also very important. You know, you have to pay a lot of things. German education. Uh-huh. One thing about good German, and in, um, about German education that is good is it's for free. Well, in Japan, it's very, expensive and you have to pay even the school uniforms and all of that so uh, if if you're you need to also be ready for for investing a lot of yeah. uh, look I'll be frank if you have a, uh, a half child and uh, one parent's American and one parent's Japanese I think you should take them back and forward a bit and just try and get them to experience both mm, and then uh, they been... can they can then they'll be in a strong position to make mm, a to decision make later in life about uh, about where they would like to spend their time mm. On that note, yes. I think we're out of time on this episode of Cat yes. with Beard. Thank you so much for tuning in. That was a very serious and topic, but thank you for sending your email to you. nippon at joqr.net. I must have said it right because finally we got emails free. So n-i-p-p-o-n at mark joqr.net. We have a lot, a pile actually of more of your submissions. We're going to go and, and work through that in the future. Maybe we can do like quicker answers, like the question of the week or something. That's a good idea. That might be answering it a little bit quicker. But this was a topic that had a lot of um, extra thing we could talk about. So thank you so much. And thank you, Seaweed, for providing the wonderful topic for today's podcast. Yes. Kathy Cat, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Type in with a C, Kathy Cat underbar TV to find me on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. But if you just type in Kathy Cat on YouTube, you should find me and also the Ask Japanese channel for which I take into street interviews here on the streets of Tokyo. And Lady Beard, how about you? Go to Ladybeard underscore Japan on the internet and also my pop group Babybeard underscore Japan also on the internet and press the like and follow buttons. My new band has new music coming out very soon. Check it out and tell the people how they should approach this podcast with the likey clicky stars and rated the highest stars you could rate mm. it please and also please find us on on the youtubes you type in cat with beard from japan and you should find our brand new youtube channel so you can actually also see our wonderful smelly faces and follow our twitter we got a flipping twitter now yeah, yeah? We have a twitter now too Back, on, the with twitter. on the twitter we have a twitter too yes come and yes. tweet with us yes. yes this has been amazing i've been lady <laughs> Beard. She's Big Happy Cat. You've been the listener or viewer, as the case may be, and we've been very grateful to have you for another episode of Cat, Cat with Beard. Beard. Goodbye. Thank you for being here. We've done it. <laughs>